Welcome to the sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on Sunday, June 17, 2018 by Vicar Isaac Hayes on the basis of Mark 4, verses 26 through 34. Entertain me just for a minute, whether along with me or just mentally. Your choice, up to you. Hold out your hand and take a look at your palm and imagine a corn seed smack dab in the middle. Pretty small, right? Now, close your hand. Open it. Close it. Open it. Why am I doing this? Isaac, it's just a corn seed. It's small. It produces corn. What's the big deal? So what? Well, you can put your hands down now. What's the big deal? Well, Jesus uses the imagery of seeds to talk about the kingdom of God. So there's something noteworthy by saying the kingdom of God is like a seed. He knows how easy it is to open and expose it, but also close and forget it. How easy it is to think nothing of it and doubt it. Jesus shows us in these parables today that we can have confidence in God's flourishing seed. Why? Because it's so powerful by itself. And it produces tremendous blessings by itself. Here in this chapter in Mark, we take a, there's a pause. There's a pause from the action narrative that Mark is known for. And him doing this brings a sense of, well, look here. Look here and see what Jesus is showing and teaching you. And see what Jesus brings to us to take to heart. In this section of Mark, Jesus is teaching in a boat to a crowd on a lake about the kingdom of God using parables and the imagery of seeds. The imagery of seeds is used predominantly here, progressing from a focus on where the seed is scattered earlier in the chapter to a focus on the seed itself here in this section. In the first of our two parables today, Jesus speaks of the kingdom of God as a man scattering seed. And the sense you get from such scattering is that this man is walking about, seed in hand, and tosses about the seed without much thoughts or thinking for where it falls or where it's planted. He can't do much more than that. Then, night and day, he gets up, and go, he goes to sleep and gets up to tend the seed. But even with that, though, even with such tending, he's at the mercy of the sun and the rain. Jesus even tells us that the seed shoots up and grows, but the man does not even know how. Potentially, potentially, this man's lack of understanding could go as far as doubting the seed and doubting its life expectancy and its life expectancy just kind of up in the air, dismissing it as insignificant. But even with all those doubts and dismissals, Jesus states that this seed shoots up and grows, carrying out the work to produce the crop by itself, independent and self-sustaining. And its progression of growth is proof of that. The stock first came up, then the head developed, and finally it fully developed and produced the crop, and all by itself. The seed went from small to immense. The man had absolutely no hand or say in all of that. But even with all that power that seed has, its independence, that self-sustaining power, and the life it brought to fruition, this man could still doubt whether or not it'll last. So, where is Jesus going at this point with this parable? He says the kingdom of God 
is like the seed a man scatters. Like a seed? Jesus is saying here that in the kingdom of God, things work in such a way that is so opposite to how things work in the kingdom of this world. And that includes how his kingdom grows and expands. Worldly kingdoms, worldly kingdoms grow and expand through things like military conquest, the influence of wealth, negotiations, the threats of force. But the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God grows and expands through God's very word. Through God's very word. It expands in a way that is so counterintuitive and beyond our understanding. And it seems as odd as the fact that one little seed could grow and become a fully developed plant. But that highlights how powerful God is and how powerful God's flourishing seed is. He operates in the hearts of people through his holy word to work faith and bring forgiveness and salvation. Let me ask you this question. How often do you look at the word of God and think, maybe even say, that is supposed to bring people to heaven? Just some words and letters? I'm the one speaking here. What are some insignificant words and letters going to do and accomplish? I mean, um, all we can do is just speak them and see what happens. Just like the, the man in the parable could only scatter the seed about and hope something will happen. I don't understand. Do you notice the doubt that soon arises before even speaking a word? Before speaking a word from the Bible? But even when we speak God's word, doubt still lingers in our minds. Why have confidence that the kingdom of God, by means of his word, will grow and produce anything in the heart of someone? How do I know if it's going to last if it does happen to grow and produce anything? There's, I, I don't know. There's got to be some way I, I can do something. Something I can do to change someone's heart. Do you notice where all these doubts, where all these doubts are directed at? The source. In the case with the man in Jesus' parable, he would be doubting God's seed. I mean, he would be doubting the seed. But in the case with us, we would be doubting God's seed. God's word, working faith in the hearts of people, which is essentially doubting God himself. The devil wants you to see and believe God's flourishing seed, his word, as insignificant, as an insignificant seed that is powerless, unreliable, and yields nothing but disappointment. And with all this doubt piling up, and questions amounting to, why does it even matter? Do you realize what's at risk here? When you throw out that very word of God and see it as nothing and dismiss it as just a disappointment, you're putting your faith and your salvation at risk. When you doubt and throw God's word away, you're throwing away the one thing that's keeping your faith alive. See the danger here. See the potential peril when you throw God's word and your faith away. And because, and because of that, because of this risk here, you run the risk of throwing salvation out the window. 
then as a result, you will run the risk of not only rejecting the kingdom of God that is in your heart, but God, who brought it into your heart and gave you salvation. And in the midst of such rejection and doubts, you risk stopping that sowing of that wonderful seed, God's word, into the hearts of people. Don't be deceived by the devil's deceptions of doubt. Rather, have confidence. Have confidence in God's flourishing seed. Now, we cannot understand the nature of the kingdom of God. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 5 reminds us of this. As you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God. Even though we cannot understand, even though we cannot comprehend, we can trust. We can trust our God, our God who has promised and assured us that He is our Almighty God who loves us, who loves us and operates by His grace through His Word. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to God that His Word is so powerful, is self-sustaining, and operates independently. Our Almighty God operates and produces faith faith in the hearts of people by means of his word by his grace it freely brings us the forgiveness of sins and eternal salvation in heaven all through Christ alone what joy and God alone tends and sustains that progression of growth of a person's faith your faith even in the midst of doubts or yourself doubting if your faith is strong enough or too weak God assures you not to doubt. Don't doubt. Have confidence in me. Your confidence, your faith, and your salvation rest on God alone. God who has sustained and will always sustain your faith into eternity. Your faith relies on and is enriched by God's powerful seed, His very Word. And Jesus illustrated this with the parable He tells us today. God provides for you the seed, His Word. And by His Word only are you able to scatter it. We can have confidence that our Almighty God, our Almighty God carries out the work alone. And not us. Not us who are sinful beings whose natural inclinations are hostile to God and do nothing but doubt God. But what joy that we can have in praising God. Praising God that He carries out the work alone. Have confidence in God's flourishing seed. Because of the faith we graciously received from Him who produced it, we can combat that doubt that arises and festers our hearts and minds. And we can know with absolute certainty that God's flourishing seed is powerful. And with this in mind, there's still more to be gained about God's flourishing seed. God's Word working faith in people's hearts. Jesus has just assured us that God's flourishing seed, God's very word, is so powerful by itself. Have confidence in God's flourishing seed. But now, Jesus tells us another thing about it. It produces tremendous blessings by itself. In the previous parable, Jesus taught about the independence and self-sustaining power of the seed. But now, he transitions to another aspect. Jesus, in this parable, states 
the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, and that it's the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet, when it's planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all the garden plants. As in the previous parable, but now further expanded, what once was seen as a small, insignificant seed has now become something so enormous and flourishing. And with such a thriving outcome, Jesus goes on to describe the incredible growth of this mustard seed. He includes birds. He includes birds that flocked to, it, to the big branches, to the big branches and perched on its shade, or perched in its shade, I should say. But the seed produced so flourishingly to the extent that birds came to it as a place of rest, a place of solace. Notice what Jesus does here. Notice what he does with this parable. In the first, he focused you on the truth that the seed is so powerful by itself, and that with this in mind, here in this parable, he focuses you that the seed produces tremendous blessings by itself. <laughs> the seed, God's flourishing seed, God's word produces tremendous blessings. And we can only stand in awe of such glorious work. Take a step back. Take a step back and look at the past 2,000 years. 2,000 years. Look at where the Christian church had its beginnings. It started with a band of 12 men chosen by Christ. And meanwhile, these men were just the average Joe. The average Joe. People you would have never paid any sort of attention to. But with 12 men and over the course of 2,000 years, people from around the world are confessing Christ. Fathers. It's Father's Day. A day specially set aside to observe the importance and impact fathers have and can make upon their families. Now, we all know that such importance and impact transcends a day, but there is something you, fathers, possess that transcends days, weeks, months, and years. This something, this something is that flourishing seed of the kingdom of God, God's word that works faith in the hearts of people and makes it bloom and flourish. Even with the struggles, the downfalls, and the pressures of being that superhero to your children and being that rock and handsome hunk to your wife, you have your Father in heaven who has given something so glorious to you, something to share within your family, to share within your family and be that spiritual leader in your home. You have that word of God. That word of God that transcends all understanding. That you can share with your children. And your wife. And who share it back with you. And future generations. And the blessings of such sharing of God's word. And the encouragement from that. Are marvelous. Are comforting. Fathers. You have a message that transcends time and generations until eternity. Until eternity. What a joy and honor you get to have as you be that superhero to your children. And as you be that rock 
and handsome hunk to your wife because of your Father in Heaven who has given you such a glorious message. And from a message, from a message that could be considered just a message of words and letters, God yielded and continues to yield breathtaking outcomes that are still happening today and will continue forever. And what do you think those birds would have been doing without that mustard seed? I mean, yeah, there's probably other trees about and about that they could have gone to, but they wouldn't be as solid and as rooted as the one from the mustard seed. They would be continually flapping their birds in exhaustion until they found the right one. Until they found the right one. What about us? What do you think we'd be doing without archery? Our Savior Jesus and His saving work that freely offers and gives the forgiveness of sins and eternal salvation and gives us that wonderful shade. We'd be lost. We'd be lost, dehydrated, and wandering in the desert of unreliable truths, refuge, earthly endeavors and solutions, left only to die disappointed and doomed. But that's not the case. That is not the case. God, <laughs> God and His grace, God and His love, God Himself came to us through His flourishing seed, through His word, and brought us into His eternal shade of rest through the perfect life, death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, His only Son, for us. What joy! A rest that is beyond sufficient. Jesus, Jesus this whole time, Jesus in these parables has assured us to not doubt or go searching for something else. Have confidence. Have confidence in God's flourishing seed. It's so powerful. So powerful by itself. It produces tremendous blessings by itself. Hold out your hand. That's up to you. You can do that. Hold out your hand. Take a look at your palm. And look at that seed once again. Pretty small, isn't it? Now, close your hand. Open it. Close it. Open it. That seed that is in your very hand is in your very heart. Where God alone came and worked by His Word and produced faith, which flourishes because of Him. You have that very seed in your hand that you can go about and share with everyone, unashamed and unafraid. You have that seed. How powerful that is. Now, look at that seed and ask yourself, which seems more powerful? My hand or that small seed? Why would you want to close off and forget such a thing? So powerful. Don't be quelled by doubt or the devil's deceptions. Have confidence. Have confidence in God's flourishing seed. You know, you all know, you know. God assures you that you know by faith that it carries out the work alone. It's so powerful and it's beyond our understanding, but by His grace, He has given it to us. Have confidence 
and the word. It gives you the forgiveness of sins. It freely gives you eternal salvation. And it produced your faith, which he has and will always sustain, tend and sustain and nourish until eternity. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.